0: Welcome to Lincoln. We're a city smack dab in the middle of the country. We're a city that's home to Nebraska's state government, the University of Nebraska, and a host of thriving businesses. We're a city that's loaded with things to do, places to go, and friendly people to meet. This podcast, simply called Lincoln, is designed to help you get to know the people of Lincoln. Each episode will feature another of our residents just talking about who they are, what they do, and how they got here. I'm Randy Bretz, and joining me for these conversations is Marilyn Moore. The people of Lincoln make this community special. We want you to get to know them. We hope you'll enjoy listening to these conversations as much as we have putting them together. And now, let's meet someone who makes Lincoln their home. Well, today we have a special person with us in the studio. Um, most of you know this guy's name. You may not have met him personally, but it's a Bill Steffen, and Bill is the executive director of the Lead Center for Performing Arts in downtown Lincoln, right on the edge of the UNL campus. And uh, Bill, I'm going to start off by asking you just to share your Lincoln story.
1: How did you get here? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, um, other I, than by car. Yes. Yes. Well, I grew up in in Idaho, in the the Boise area, mm-hmm. and I've been involved in the performing arts my entire life, and worked uh, you know as a professional arts administrator since about 1990 um, in in Idaho, and um, had, was the executive director of a venue called the Nampa Civic Center um, for 10 years prior to coming to Lincoln, and um, had a lot of success there, um, but kind of was feeling like you know I maybe done everything I could possibly do there you know, with, with the, the venue size and the budget limitations and the resources in the community. So I started just kind of seeing what opportunities were around in the world and, um, and came across this, you know, job announcement at the Leeds Center for Performing Arts. And, um, and uh, I called them and had them send me a brochure. because I, I, I still like direct mail. I like to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, and I got the brochure in the mail, and I just said, wow. Wow, look at the look at this place. Now, look how long at the was this? That was um in 2008.
0: 2008.
1: Okay, so ten years ago. Yeah, when yeah. yeah ten okay. years ago. And um and I just looked at the programs and just everything. Just the Lead Center everything is, is part of the vision and programming of the Lead Center. And um, all the things I'd always wanted to do, you know, was was what the Lead Center was doing at that time and, and continues to do. And so so through my hat in the ring as the uh, a candidate for the uh, associate executive director, um, and um, after a, a, a very uh, um, fun interview process and meeting lots of people, I uh, was invited to come and, and be uh, the associate executive director of the Lead Center, and um, it's just been a. And then shortly after that, I ended up becoming the interim executive director, and then and then a permanent executive director not too long after that, and uh, um, it's just been a. The Lead Center is just a dream place. You know, for me, you know that I, I love to present the performing arts, um, and anything's possible. You know, we do. Uh, we're not limited to one art form. Um, oh, and, I've seen so you much. Know, there. If, you know, you know, so so uh, so many arts administration positions that a person could be in. You're just doing one segment of what's possible, and mm-hmm. the lead center literally anything is possible, and we do everything. And, uh, you know, and so whether it's you know, one of the top orchestras in the world or one of the biggest Broadway shows or one of the you know, greatest singers, one of the most interesting cutting-edge plays, whether it's something that is controversial and edgy or something that's for families, it's all at the lead center. And, um, and beyond the stage... Um, we do so much education. Education is such a deep mission, which also appeals to me, You know and that it's not just putting on shows, but it's transforming lives. Talk about that some. I don't think, I, I, I'm sure people
0: listening are familiar with going to a performing arts center to see something, but but uh, talk a little bit about the education side of it.
1: Sure. Well, the Lead Center has a, a rich, rich history from the very beginning of doing extensive uh, education and education with artists, you know, at all levels of, of ages of children from right now we, we just launched a, a, a definite um, program um, for early childhood education. Um, and we certainly, as part of the university of Nebraska, um, mm-hmm. we, you know, major part of our efforts are for university students as well. Um, I guess we'll start with the university student side of things, you know, so many of our artists, uh, every artist we make an offer on for our season, we ask them to do an educational outreach program, which is very unique. you know not many performers right? okay. not very many performing arts centers. it's that big of a priority and they don't do that kind of volume. you know they do a mm-hmm. few a year, but every artist we try to do an outreach with and they don't, don't always agree to it, but most of the time they do. Mm-hmm. And so we've had some really you know exceptional um, very transformative, Unique experiences. Now, with now our the students. outreach
0: can be right on the
1: campus at UNL mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. on other campuses in town. Yeah, but sometimes we go into the schools. Into the schools. Yeah, you know, and and on the or universe, across the state. Absolutely. Well, Arts Across Nebraska. Um, you know, we take um, artists that go all you know Scott all the way to Scotts Bluff and to every every size community in Nebraska, and we bring an artist, and they not only do a performance, but they do a school show, and frequently we have teaching artists go into these classrooms before um, a performance and after. Um, so that way it's it's a deeper experience. It's not just a, oh, here, let's have a show and that's it. But we try to integrate um, the arts into the curriculum and just to really impact children's learning because the arts are so powerful to, to, to make a point or to help understand something. And lots of kids, you know, that's how they learn is through creative artistic methods. You know, they're not, everybody learns, many people learn differently. And for many people, the arts connection is how it makes sense.
2: I think some of the videos that you have of the performing artists and the and the teaching artists in classrooms across the state are some of the most heartwarming things I've ever seen. It's just extraordinary to watch um, kids who may not connect in more typical ways in classrooms right. connect with the arts. It's it's it, it's so very powerful. Part of the lead center,
1: it is fun. I, I enjoy. I, I wish I always went on on every tour, but <laughs> the ones I have gone on have been so rewarding and have so many good memories. Um, I'll never forget um, when I went to, um, you know, um, on the tour with uh, Harlem Gospel Choir just last year, and there were kids. You, you could tell that they hadn't interacted with with a group like Harlem Gospel Choir before. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just the whole style of music and the culture, you know, of the people, um, it, it was something they had never experienced before. And they, you took them out across the state, yeah, all across yeah. the street, Yeah. Oh wow! And and it was so fun to. Um, they got the audience singing and dancing, and they had all kinds of kids, you know, up on stage with them. You know, at the end of the of the concert, um, you know, they're doing that. Um, that uh, was it. Um, it's that little dance where they put their hands back and forth. Floss? Um, uh, floss, yes. Yeah, they were doing the floss. Yes. See, there you go, Randy. How do
2: you know that? So, so Randy,
1: do you do the floss? <laughs> can you do the floss, I Randy? I bet Ross. I bet he can do the floss. I bet Randy can do it. I have to it. confess I've tried it a time or two. Yeah. We're still working on it. Still working on it. I have not tried it, but I want to try it. But I want to, like... Do it really slow and have you know, either like an educational video to show This me. is
2: the moment I wish this were in
1: video <laughs> Yeah, we'd
2: have Randy demonstrating this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think my face is red yeah. now, isn't <laughs> Dark it? It's darn close, yeah. But it was so fun, all these little kids doing the floss um, and then the Harlem Gospel Choir uh-huh. um, artists learning it on stage at that time, doing it with these kids. You know, and uh, it w- it was so fun, and we had them um, the Glenn world famous Glenn Miller Orchestra you know, did a tour across the state um, one year, and uh, in McCook, um, Nebraska, was so fun to see. You know, one of the greatest big bands of all time in a neat historic theater. You know, and it really uh, um, was was really remarkable, just the feel of it. Were they in the Fox Theater? Yeah. Yeah. In the I mean, Fox that's, where was,
2: that's where I saw my very first movie. Nice. Yeah. Really? I saw nice. Journey to the Center of the Earth in the Fox yeah. Theater in McCook.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it just takes that you back in time. It does. You know, we, we, yeah, you, yes,
2: it was a while ago. Really. <laughs> you know, and,
1: and one thing that was really neat, you know, about that experience too was that frequently when we have Glenn Miller Orchestra in Lincoln, you know, it's a lot of older you mm-hmm. know, demographic. And in, in McCook, every age group was there. There were little kids, there were teenagers, there were young couples. It was the big community event. it was like it felt like it was the event of the year, yeah. and and it was so fun to see these multi-generational people for one of you know some of the best music of all time in my opinion. I mean, big band music is just so wonderful, and it really does cross generations and it continues to.
0: My wife says, I was born a generation too late. Mm-hmm. I love big band music, yeah it's great. Yeah.
2: Um, well, you mentioned you mentioned the demographics, the demographics there mm-hmm. uh, in McCook, and the, and and they all came together. Mm-hmm. I notice when I go to Lead Center performances here, um, and and Dave and I go to lots of them, it's like a different crowd depending mm-hmm. on um, uh, on what the performance is, and and occasionally we'll look around and say. We we see people here at this performance that we've not seen at any other performance mm-hmm. ever. So mm-hmm. obviously the diversity of programming is just amazing, mm-hmm. I, and I know that's really intentional on your part when you think mm-hmm. about that.
1: Absolutely, and and it is interesting, you know, on a marketing side. Yeah, you know, of building thirty different audiences. Yes, you know, because it's uh, uh, it it's fun and challenging sometimes. You know, um, but it's it's so wonderful awesome. to be able to have those different. Um, demographics and different people, you know, because not everybody likes the same thing. You know, l- many of us are lucky in that we like lots of mm-hmm. things, and then, then that's, you know, really fun. But for some people, you know, they don't like, you know, classical music, but they love country and they love Broadway, and so we're able to serve all those people. But it is, it is so fun to see every uh, every show can frequently have a totally different demographic of age and, and background and musical tastes. And uh, um, we're actually um, – next year we're, we might start – Kick off our season with a country artist, oh. which is uh, yeah, which is kind of unusual for us. But obviously, country music's one of the uh, you know most popular um, styles it really of, is. of music in, I can in America. Take it for, I can take it for a little while, and then, yeah. Then yeah. I have to change. Well, the, well this one is a, lots of Grammys, and it's a, it's a big one. Never to the lead center before.
2: So when you when you talked at the beginning about the about the kinds of shows that are at the lead center you mentioned that summer for summer family shows and and some are, are pretty edgy so talk about how you find the edgy acts the mm-hmm. ones that you say i don't know if anybody's ever even heard of this before mm-hmm. or there'll be a handful of people who've heard of this before mm-hmm. but this is something we're going to put on stage how how do you how do you, how do you, how do you find them
1: well um, i mean we're constantly looking for new shows you know and and a variety of of different things and both traditional things that are very popular, but also things that push the envelope. Uh-huh. Um, a couple shows, you know, that come to mind, there were more of those edgy shows. I remember when spring awakening um, was new and, you know, it was Tony award winning best musical. Um, very edgy in terms of content. I mean, practically every controversial topic um, was, is in that show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, when I was in Idaho, I work. our venue was part of the city. And we had a um, city tax dollars helped underwrite that venue, and so we had a basically a little saying: "Well, is it squeaky clean?" (laughs) You know, know, and pretty much everything we did was squeaky squeaky clean because yeah, because you know city tax dollars was underwriting that. And so when I came to the lead, I was going, wow, we could actually do something that has a little bit of content, uh-huh. you know, things that challenged yes. us a little bit. It doesn't have to be squeaky clean. It could be something of a different perspective. And so that was really fun. You know, we had Second City, you know, because I had yes. never done Second City in Idaho because, yeah. you know, they might have a cuss word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they <know>. might, <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> you know, and uh, but we're okay at the university uh-huh. setting, and as long as, we always tell all of our audiences you know the of a content warning right. you, know, the, you know program contains you know mature you know content and things, and um that's the one key in terms of content and surprises is making sure people are aware of what's in it. Mm-hmm. People are very understanding about content when you're notified, but when it's a surprise, not so happy um but anyway mm-hmm. spring awakening so we 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 looked at that show. Um, Tony Ward winning best musical, very edgy, you know, kind of a rock musical, and we thought, well, what, what will Lincoln's reaction be to it? You know, it has abortion in it, has drug use, sex, just all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, youth, you know, com- you know, awakening, mm-hmm. um, and um, it was touring to you know performing centers all over the nation, and a really wonderful response, you know, in the community. We we did tell everybody what to expect, and and um, no complaints. And, and it's a very, um, you know, for people who enjoy cutting edge Broadway, you know, it's for some people, it's their favorite show they've ever seen. Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the physical facility itself. Uh, I think I've told you, I I actually had an inside tour of the building before it opened. Mm-hmm. I knew the uh, chief, he wasn't the architect, he was the construction manager. And I, I literally walked through the plenum up above the ceiling and and th- some things like that. but. It is a phenomenal, in my eyes anyway, a phenomenal
1: physical facility. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Lead Center, um, Nebraska really did a a wonderful job of creating the Lead Center. Um, A lot of thought and planning went into building the venue. Um, And people, the the creators and architects, you know, went all over the nation looking at other venues all over the world, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And, you know, what do we want it to look like? How do we want it to feel? What should the acoustics be? What do the artists need? And really, particularly on what we need for the artists, it's an ideal venue. You know, everything was thought out. And um, in terms of the stage is giant. You know, it's the the biggest stage in Nebraska. When it was built, it was the biggest stage between Chicago and Denver. It's almost like a football field. It is. It's it's giant. It's one of the largest, you know, public spaces in Lincoln, you know, Uh Um, you know, prior to the arena opening, you know, um, we frequently had lots and lots of dinners on the stage because there's so few places you can fit 400 plus people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, although, you know, we like having the dinners, we also prefer to have shows, you know, cause yeah. that, that's our <laughs> mission is, is, uh is to have, you know, performances. And so... Uh, but have, you have
0: dressing rooms, plenty well, yeah, of... Yeah, we, we,
1: we have enough dressing rooms for, you know, a cast of over 100 with plenty of space, star dressing rooms, big group dressing rooms. We have laundry facilities on site, um, you know, and we have two rehearsal rooms downstairs, you know, that sometimes they get used for rehearsal, but sometimes they're hospitality rooms for for artists, um, warm-up rooms for dancers. Um, it really, everything, you know, and acoustically, the, the lead center is built for um you know live music you know in terms of um natural music um and so singing and orchestral music you know without any mics is the ideal way to experience the lead center um we certainly do a lot of shows with amplification and um, shortly after i came to lead center i was actually one of the first projects we did was to um, update the sound system and because uh, the sound system was oh, was put in i think in 91 um the original one mm-hmm. and uh and it, it, it wasn't the greatest sound system that was installed at that time, and then it was older. And so we, we got a system that was developed in Europe that's still in use today that it, it's based for an acoustical hall. So that way the sound dissipates at the end of the row, and so it doesn't push against the walls. Because when the sound hits the walls from the amplification, you get, you, know, you get more echo. And you get mud mm-hmm. um, and then people can't understand the the lyrics as well, so it's it's been um, it, it's you know it, being that it's such a live hall, um, you know for some people it's a little tricky to hear because there always is that just that little that little bit of a um, I wouldn't say echo, but just that little e- extra um, buoyancy in the mm-hmm. room and uh, um, but it's just it's so beautiful and you can sit in the back row. And 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 see people's faces and, and hear somebody on stage without amplification.
0: Uh, you also have the Carson. I call it a black box, mm-hmm. yes. which is a, which mm-hmm. is part of the facility. Yes. And uh, and what's interesting to me is that the the entire complex includes the Kimball Hall, which is which was already there, mm-hmm. at a
1: university performance hall. And how how do you coordinate all that? Well, we manage um, the main hall and then the Carson Theater, and then we have a, a venue called the Leap Commons, which was mm-hmm. built in 2012, a multi-purpose space. Um, Kimball, while we share a wall, um, is operated by the Glencore School of Music. Okay, we do use uh, Kimball from time to time. It's a beautiful hall, um, but we we, t- we don't manage it. And uh, um, we we program, you know, primarily in the in the main hall, but we do um, the the Carson's really become a very very vibrant space and. Um, just a couple years ago, we fulfilled the vision of having the Nebraska Repertory Theater in residence at the Leeds Center. And so they're our primary company that is utilizing um, the Carson Theater for professional theater.
2: And there are nights when you have things going on both in Carson and in the main
1: hall. Yeah, which
2: just is, a, a, I'm sure, a logistical challenge. Yeah,
1: and and the other, just the other couple of weeks ago, we actually had a, a musical in the lead Commons as well. Oh, that's right. Oh, so we had a musical in the Commons. We had a play in the Carson and a main stage show. So, um, yeah. It's, and what were you doing that night? Running around putting new paper towels in the rest? <laughs> there room you go. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it's it's exciting, and and the lead Commons has been a really fun special event venue. Um, it, it's. We've actually had two musicals in that space this year. You know, We had Tony and Tina's Wedding, and then um, most recently we had Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, and both of them, the really fun, uh, Tony and Tina's Wedding, you know, it was an interactive um, dinner theater show, comedy, mm-hmm. um, which is a show we partnered with, ta and it's been a production I've wanted to have at the LEAD Center for years. It's just such a fun, interactive, that everybody gets to be a part of the show. And, And then Hedwig and the Angry Inch—I'd never seen that before. Um, And it's a talking about cutting edge. It's it's an edgy, uh, an an edgy show. And the Omni Arts did a fantastic job. And one of the nice things is is particularly Carson and and the Commons provide spaces for community arts groups. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of community groups can't fill 2,000 seats in the main hall, but they can, you know, fill you know our smaller venues, and they can also afford those smaller venues. And so we work.
2: Talk talk about the relationship of the LEAD with other performing arts Mm -hmm. groups Mm -hmm. within the community.
1: Sure. So I already mentioned the the Nebraska Rep, and and interesting enough is before the LEAD opened, that was one of the visions is that the LEAD Center and the Mm -hmm. Nebraska Rep, because Nebraska Rep uh, this year, our two thousand. 19 is their 50th anniversary, and um, the vision was when the Leeds Center opened, the way that we could take theater to the next level in Nebraska was that this world-class performing arts center and the rep partner together and do work together. Um, Really cool idea, but for some reason, back in the early days, didn't happen, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, they just kind of did their own thing, but um, theater is difficult to There's not a lot of touring theater in the United States. Um, it's, it's expensive to tour and it's hard to sell. And so, having a professional theater to have a relationship with for the Lead Center has just been really wonderful, um, because we can have great theater um, produce supporting local actors and in the in the Carson Theater. So that's been a real blessing. So that's one of our our big um, newer ventures. Um, Lincoln Symphony Orchestra also um, has been part of the Lead Center since the very beginning, but they used to do some of their shows in Kimball and other venues, and they still do a few performances here and there outside the Lead. But the Lincoln Symphony. Orchestra is in residence at the Lead Center as well, and so we love our relationship with. Well, and, and it's so good for live music. It is. It's perfect. Yeah, as, yeah. as We talked so about before. Man. That's that's the really the best thing to listen to in the Lead Center is a, is an orchestra.
0: I want to take us off in a, in a slightly different direction. You moved here from Idaho. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that Idaho and Nebraska have in common is people don't know where they are, mm-hmm. don't know anything about them. They're mm-hmm. out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but tell me. What, what, what has been your impression of living in Lincoln? Have you enjoyed
1: it, and, and uh, has it been a good home for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, one thing I felt immediately welcome and at home in Lincoln, you know, c- culture in Idaho, you know, they're both capital cities, you know, mm-hmm. um, university towns, and but just wonderful people. And um, people in Idaho are pretty friendly, as a general rule. Um, they're safe; it was a safe community, and I felt the same way when I came to Lincoln. I would say that um, I I feel like Nebraska people are even nicer than people in Idaho. <laughs> you know, people in Idaho <laughs> I'm gonna, are. well cut that out and send it to Idaho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean people in Idaho are really nice. Yeah. But I I don't know what it is um, about Nebraska and Lincoln, but I just feel like they really they really want to help each other. They just go out of the way. One of my, I'll never forget, um, you know, there's a little more snow in Lincoln um, than, mm-hmm. than Idaho. It's in Boise because um, it's about 10 degrees on average colder in Lincoln than it is mm. in Boise on average. And uh, so that, that 10 degrees, like in the winter, goes from 40 degrees to 30 degrees, which is just perfect for snow. And so a little bit more snow in Lincoln. And, um, and I, I had a, a Saab convertible when I first moved here. And um, I got stuck in the snow um, several times, um, but one time I was stuck in the snow, and um, this lady gets out of her sports car in a fur coat and heels, and starts pushing the back of my car. <laughs> and I was going, "What?" You know, I felt awful that she was doing that. Like, you don't, you know, I'll push it. You know, you know. It was just, it was just a bizarre experience that I'll never forget. But she was so kind and so nice, and that's the way people are in Nebraska. They just get uh-huh. out and help. You know, and you, know, who, you don't know people, you just help. You know, you're friendly, and, and I think that's, you know, one of the wonderful things about Nebraska. The other thing is, that I love about Nebraska is the commitment to the arts, you know, and, and Lincoln in particular. You know, um, as I mentioned before, I, I really do feel like anything's possible in Lincoln, Nebraska for the arts. And when I first came, you know, we had some dreams about, well, we want to bring in, um, you know, the top orchestras in the world. You know, and when I first came, we looked at, you know, what that would cost. And I was like, mm, those numbers don't add up, you know, based on where we're at currently. But thanks to the generosity, you know, of the community, we've literally been bringing the top orchestras in the world to Lincoln, Nebraska, one of the few places in, in the world to have that. And, uh, and anything is possible. And, and while I love, you know, my, my home state, um, they just don't have that level of, of commitment to the arts as part of their culture. You know the. You know I, I was having lunch with Yo-Yo Ma. Um, oh sure, just you're, you're, drop that. Yeah, yeah is, <laughs> a, is that a sentence yeah. you could just yeah, drop year, in the year, middle year, of the year? Years ago, and I said, I said, so wh- when, um, when have you performed um, in Idaho? And he just kind of looked at me, and I don't think I've ever performed in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Never. And he's
2: been at the league. And he's been at the lead once. like
1: five <laughs> times, I and mean, he's our yeah. most frequent artist historically. You he's know, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest, art, literally one of the greatest, yes. probably one of the greatest artists of all time, you know, one of them. Um, he's such a, you know, we, we are in his movie, um, Music of Strangers. If you haven't seen that movie, you, oh, you I need haven't. to see Music of Music of Strangers um, and Yo-Yo Ma's at the Leeds Center. You see the the Leeds stage, and um, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful movie about how music brings people together from all cultures, and no matter what kind of conflict you have, music can bridge. And so it's a really uh, a wonderful, um, inspirational movie and very true. Is there anything that, that you haven't
0: done at the lead that you would really like to do? And what, sure. what would it take to do it?
1: Well, I mean, we're always building in terms of there's always things that, you know, new dreams that we want to achieve. You know, we had the American Ballet Theater um, with St. Louis Symphony, you know, last mm-hmm. year, which was one of the greatest events, you know, was the greatest event in my career in terms of artistically, and I think um, arguably you know, one of the greatest performing arts events in Nebraska history. Um, certainly for the Lead Center as well. Um, so that was a big. That was something we worked on, you know, for a number of years. And it was one of those things like, if you could do anything, what would you do? You know, um, what would be something that nobody has ever done before that we we could bring to the Lead Center. And so that um, so that that was an exciting thing. And so we we're, we're kind of in that process of what's that next big dream because um, you know, Firebird was just this year, and, like, what, what's that next thing? Um, you know, certainly we're building our Broadway program, you know, which we've been mm-hmm. building over a number of years. We we just launched our Broadway subscription series for the first time ever just this past spring, and it's been very successful. Um, and we want to continue to build broad. It's our most popular art form. Um, but we also want to, you know, ABT gave us a little taste, you know, of what having – one of the greatest dance companies in the world can be like with live music, and I think everybody loved it.
2: Those audiences were extraordinary. Yes, and
1: I I watched the faces of all
2: those young dancers, mm-hmm. I'm both both you know mm-hmm. boys and girls throughout the audience, and mm-hmm. they were seeing. They were seeing something that was possible that they that they had not ever seen before. Mm-hmm. It was just it was an extraordinary yeah. event. Yeah.
1: And, and we've developed a really neat relationship with American Ballet Theatre. Yeah. They love us. They they their board they shared with their board of directors that their favorite place in the world that they toured this year was Lincoln, Nebraska. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, and uh, um, you know, so they want to come back. Um, it that was the biggest <laughs> event we've ever held. I mean, we were. While normal events or even big events, we can easily accommodate. That was crazy because we had, um, you know, over a hun- I think 150 artists, professional oh artists. You know, um, housing them, space for the dressing rooms, and these weren't just any artists; these were like the top artists. You know, they're usually at the Metropolitan Opera House, which mm-hmm. is the biggest stage in the United States, one of the biggest stages in the world, along with all the accommodations. And, but anyway, we want to, you know, I hope we can bring American Ballet Theater back, you know, is one of our dreams. Uh, we had a really special gift um, from the, the, the Corfus State that made that possible. Um, it was a very unique one-time gift. And, but um, we're like, well, how could we do a, Do something similar again? Because that just was too wonderful. And so, actually, I was working on a budget yesterday. And it it, it <laughs> did feel like, oh yeah, that how I felt back ten years ago. Like, oh, this is impossible. How could we ever do this? Um, just you know, just looking at the numbers because it's uh-huh. it's you know it's a giant company, um, and they're they're here for a week and hotel rooms for over a hundred dancers for multiple days. And oh gosh! It's it's a it's a crazy venture, but um, I. I think we might have a formula that might might work. And so, um, if anybody that's listening to this podcast that loves dance and wants to see the you know America's Ballet Company come back to Lincoln, come visit with me. <laughs> okay, and you, uh,
2: you'd be glad to have those partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's amazing that you know when you connect with the. That's one of the things that um, when you connect with people's passion. When you visit with you, because know, everybody has a passion. You know, particularly you know, there's something that just you love to see. Mm-hmm. And 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 many people want not only to have that passion for them to experience, but they want for them, for the community. To they get want to, to share. experience yeah. that. Yeah. 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 You know, and so, you know, we have one couple that's part of our conductor circle that when they were, um, dating in college, they would go to, you know, professional orchestra concerts, um, at, in Ames, Iowa, you know, the top, orchestras in the world at that time Ames doesn't do that as much anymore but back when they were there they were presenting Mm -hmm. New York Phil and those kinds of of symphonies and it was some of the best times of their life and it just was you know they you know were um grew up in rural community and hadn't experienced those kinds of things and um they want to share that with 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 you know young people and the community and and so I think uh finding you know who loves you know classical ballet who would love to see that come more often to Lincoln, Nebraska? And and when we work together, we, literally anything's possible. Which is really exciting to be in a community where um, where there's resources and people are willing to share resources and work together to do extraordinary things.
0: Now As we record this, um, the arena in our in our Haymarket District is just five years old,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the lead's pushing thirty. Mm-hmm. Were you concerned when the arena was conceived and built that it would uh, it would take away from the lead center?
1: Well, anytime there's, you know, a change in the marketplace, you know, in, in entertainment, you know, um, you have to take note, and mm-hmm. then this, the landscape's going to change, you know, and so I wasn't sure what that would look like, um, and we prepared, you know, for the opening in terms of that first year, we, we cut back a little bit on the volume of shows, and we thought maybe we should do shows that are a little less risky financially, not mm-hmm. knowing what ticket sale impact would be. Um and we had a great year that year um with the opening and and we've that that was really the only year we were super conservative because we just didn't know what was gonna happen. Um and and overall I, I I don't think I think it it has in enriched the you know cultural and entertainment culture of of Lincoln. You know people like to go to concerts more. I I had one one patron share with me, you know, prior to the arena opening, I never used to go anywhere. I just would watch TV. And then finally I went to a concert and I really had a good time. And I said, oh, I should do more of this. And so they went to multiple concerts at the uh, arena and then they came to the lead and says, wow, I really enjoy this even more. And I love this because it's so friendly and and mm-hmm. small, <laughs> and close up, and comfortable seats, and easy <laughs> to get Especially in and that out. Comfortable seats, yeah, part. yeah, yes. yeah, and easy to
2: get in. Yeah, out. in and out. Yeah, it's
1: just so you know, it's so much less uh-huh. hassle, and just you know, and, and it's just it's like your it's a family, you know. There, you know the people, and and it's really wonderful. So, um, you know, I think you know our biggest challenges, you know, with and the arena is doing great work and bringing in amazing artists. You know, I saw multiple you know, concerts there, you know, Paul McCartney and Pink and things, and they've just been fabulous. Um, I think, you know, publicity-wise, you know, it makes it challenging when there's so much going on in the community. Even ourselves, trying to get out, like, this month in October, you know, we have sometimes two and three events in a week. Mm-hmm. And the media will only take our calls so many times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and then they end up picking and choosing what events they're going to cover. Um, and, and because they're diverse, you know, what's not going to get the coverage, you know, and when people don't, you know, we don't have enough money to do crazy ad campaigns for every one of our shows, particularly a show that's really more cultural in nature. It's not entertainment, it's, it's arts and culture. Mm -hmm. Um, that, so that makes it a little bit challenging getting the word out about events, I think. And the more things that happen, I think for everybody, not just the lead center, but for all the, you know, arts and cultural and entertainment organizations, the more things you have going on, um, it's more difficult to get the word out, and and I think the the mediums of communication are so different now. You know, it used to be that back in the '90s, you get the cover of the of the entertainment section of the newspaper, and you'd sell a thousand tickets. I remember I used to just wait on Friday to you know see if I got the cover, and then just see the ticket sales go crazy. Yeah. And that's not the you sell some tickets from the cover, but there's definitely not a thousand. Um, and and and. And like TV, you know, it's a totally different situation now. You know, not everybody watches network TV. Yeah, we're actually so we're scattered. Yeah, we're online.
0: We're watching. uh, We got five hundred different TV channels to watch. Even radio. You you know, people are
1: listening to their MP3 players, listening to satellite radio. You know, just the 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 traditional methods of being able to get your message out, you know, has really changed a lot. Although I've always been a big you know um, advocate of direct mail. Uh, I never went away from direct mail. Some people say, oh, let's go to email. And we do email, but I, mm-hmm. direct mail is still awesome. And, and if you want to be on the lead center's mailing list, so that way you get a postcard and our brochures. and, and
2: that. I mean, that season brochure, when it comes, it's pretty darn exciting. It is
1: exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it I can it. see
0: what Bill and Anna
1: have been up to. Yeah, it's yeah, really true. Yeah, it like, is exciting. We know what they want to It is. Know you know well, I mean, on. w- the one thing, our biggest challenges of, of, with the arena was when uh, Garth Brooks came to town and we had Motown. That was kind of a tough week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but overall it's been good and oh. uh, and it, it's fun to have so much, you know, Link, Lincoln, Nebraska is a great place to visit and live because of the arts and culture and entertainment, you know. You can, I mean it's like going to New York every week. I mean literally you could see two or three artists, you know, that normally you would think you'd have to go to L.A. or something, and mm-hmm. you can see it right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. New York for half the price and mm-hmm. and uh, a tenth of the hassle, or yep, something like and that. And it's safe and um, affordable and friendly. Now, I know
0: you go to New York often. Mm-hmm. I don't keep track of Ann that much. Mm-hmm. Ann mm-hmm. Chang is the artistic director. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but talk a little bit about how you go about selecting
1: uh, or, or putting a season together. Sure. Well, it's an ongoing process. You you um, I I am addicted to shows, and so I'm in the per- I'm in the perfect job for me because if I wasn't in this position you get paid to go to <laughs> I know seat. yeah yeah I mean I just my you know some people have other hobbies you know they do other things uh-huh. not related to their work and their free time and I just go to more shows. I mean I can't you know I'll sometimes go to three, four, five shows in a week and I love it. You know, some people have sensory overload sensory overload but for me I just I just love it. But so I'm always constantly looking at, at artist opportunities, you know, of, of all kinds. And um and so you're always compiling You know, lists of potential artists. Um, I try to see as, you know, both Anna and I try to see as many artists as we can um, to make sure that their lead center quality, Um, because what you see on a video or online isn't always the representation of what you're going to see in person. Um, And there's just something that, you you know, and that's why you have live events. There's something special about when you see something live. It's a different experience than when you watch it on TV or um, those kind of things. And so um, so we're always looking. But um, we also, um, there's a couple conferences a year. Um, There's the Midwest Arts Booking Conference. Um, I went to a new conference called Aiba, which is more uh, entertainment based in Nashville every year. A lot of, you know, rock and country concerts. Um, and then in January every year is the national booking conference in New York. And, um, it's just got everything under the sun, just literally thousands and thousands of artists do performances. There's agents that represent thousands and thousands of artists and you have meetings all day and go to performances all night. You know, it's, it's crazy cause basically, you know, you're at things until one, two AM in the morning and then the meetings starting at eight o'clock and it's oh. day after day and. It's a little, little crazy, but um, it's, it's, it's exciting to see so many different artists, you know, at, at one time. And like the hotels, they'll have all the conference rooms will have different artists in them. So you know, you can just go from room to room and just kind of listen for a little bit. Mm, now, you know, <laughs> and then uh, um, so you can see in one hour, you could potentially see five or six artists. the The big artists aren't going to be there. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see Wynton Marcellus usually playing in a in a hotel ballroom.
2: I would guess when you look at the LEAD Center program for a year, any year, there are some artists that are performing who's, um, uh, whose agents contacted you mm-hmm. and they're trying to get their artists mm-hmm. on stages. Mm-hmm. And then there are some performances um, where you've worked really hard to get the agent to agree that, yes, this person will come to the LEAD mm-hmm. Center. Mm-hmm. Which, which how, how do you approach those two different things? And mm-hmm. is there one that's more challenging than the other?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're, you're totally right. I, I, I don't know that how, because um, we generally, um, artists that are trying to sell us artists, normally we know about the artists uh-huh. before we would even consider booking them. So a lot of times those calls we don't really pay a lot of attention to. Okay, I
2: wondered about
1: that. Yeah, I mean, I mean every now and then. I mean, those but,
2: I are mean, agents that are making cold calls.
1: Yeah, if nothing else, it, it, you know, the first step is to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe we'll, we'll, you know, we'll listen to an artist and we'll watch a little clip of them online or something. Um, but we, again, we want to see them live before we'd really seriously consider um, having them kind of the lead center, particularly if we'd never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually, you know, that, that introductory with an agent is, um, you know, sharing with us about an artist and then we say, well, when can we see them? Where right. can we see them? And then we see them. And then if they're amazing, mm-hmm. um, then, then that could potentially book other artists, you know, just take forever. Like Harry Connick Jr., we just announced recently. We've been working on that for over five years. Is that right? Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, and multiple times, you know, we were close. Um, but due to our schedule, you know, our, the lead center schedule is really packed full of dates. I um, mean, it, it's a crazy puzzle, um, you know, with, um, you know, it starts with, you know, we tr- kick off our season in September normally. And so you've got football season, you know, which is a huge impact in the fall Mm-hmm. huge impact even away games are a big impact we try to stay away from away games and home games we totally you know wouldn't even think about having a game or a show on a home game although we do have a show yes, this year which weeks, yeah right? which is uh i think it might be the first time ever i don't know i, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it the only time in 29 years we've had a, a show on a game day but that's true yeah because we normally you know it got moved just, to just our it, it got scheduled on our day when it was supposed to be the bye week um but you know, so, and then you got the holidays, you know, we have our Lincoln Symphony Orchestra, you know, which is, you know, in residence, and we, and we give them a nice balanced out schedule on Fridays. Um, we've got holidays, um, we have conferences, we're home to the Music Educators Conference every year in November, um, and as well as a variety of other, you know, so we'll have like a, sometimes we have big university conferences, the the Methodists have, have come to the Leeds Center and taken over downtown Lincoln before, and <laughs> uh, all different things. Um, and then you've got uh, um, all, you know the marching band. Um, there's just so many different people that call the lead center home. The Nutcracker, um, you know, having Book of Mormon in December this year was very challenging. You know, in terms of finding a solid week while still finding dates for the symphony and the Nutcracker, and they like the Nutcracker likes to be a certain week of the month, which we like to accommodate whenever mm-hmm. we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a definitely a, a mix of things. Um, the other thing is that impacts the booking is. Um, is sometimes an artist, they can't just come out for us. You know, They ha- there has to be enough, you know, I mean, they would if we want to pay them enough, you know, but normally, you know, there's financial limitations or there always is on what, what we can pay an artist. And so it's best if we can get it in a route. And so if we can get other um, arts presenters in the region to also book them at the same time frame, and then we can share those travel costs, and also makes it worth their time to come out. And so... Collecting, you know, working in advance and being on the same page with some of our other presenters in the region um, is is sometimes really critical. We're actually, this coming Monday, I'm having one of those meetings where um, well, about thirty different theaters from all over the region will get together and talk about artists in every art form. Um, and uh, and one of the things will be what what one artist do you really want to do a block book with? You know, what's really important oh, okay. to you. And and uh, um, and so it's always interesting to see how those come together. And some artists, they block book with airplanes, you know, and so so the block book could be really far apart, you know, so it could be Lincoln, Fort Collins, and um, Cody, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And that's a block because they, they'd fly from airport to airport, but they want three dates close together.
2: But others would be like Ames, Iowa, and mm-hmm. Lawrence, Kansas, and yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, and sometimes
1: yeah. We, we block book with Omaha, you know, Des Moines, um, Lawrence, um, Kansas city. Um, we've got lots of neat partners and like big orchestras is a really interesting block book because there's not that many people, not many organizations who present major orchestras in the, in the United States. And so we frequently, you know, are partnering with Chicago, um, Fort Worth, um, Kansas city, um, Des Moines, Des Moines. I don't know if they do a lot of orchestra. I would say probably Iowa city. Um, Hancher is, is, is a more frequent uh, partner. But, um, the you know, like Boston Pops, you know, that's a, you know, for us to get Boston Pops out, we always have to have partners that work with us on dates.
0: Well, Bill, I'm, I'm just sorry that you're not enthusiastic about <laughs> what you do and about living in Lincoln. Uh, is there anything we have not asked you uh, that you're just dying to,
1: to share or talk mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. We did a good job with lots of good questions. So, <laughs> I yeah. think
2: every Broadway listener wants to know when is Hamilton coming to Lincoln. When
1: is Hamilton coming? Well, we have our request in. All no, right, know no, no that. Yeah, the list. yeah. I, a little inside secret. I was trying to get the first. I I I, may, um, I talked with them about having them open the national tour of Hamilton at the Leeds Center before it was the oh, big wow. sensation. Um and because uh, I, I was looking looking at the sales in New uh-huh. York and it was outpacing Wicked in its couple first months, and uh, um, we were, we um, was I, I I offered them a million dollars if they would open up uh, their season in, in, in the National Tour in Lincoln. It was an unofficial offer because I didn't have yeah. the, the money to back it up at the moment. <laughs> but, so I had to get permission. Yeah, but yeah. said, so "Well, if I give you a million dollars, will you open up the season in, in Lincoln?" And and they they. Thought about it, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was considered, but um, I didn't get around to making the official offer, you know, until it was it was too late. And uh, I don't, you know, there's so much money involved, you know, with that yes. with that show, absolutely. And uh, so now it's a, it's the biggest markets, you know. And I'm uh, um, a little insider scoop. Um, if you listen to this podcast sometime soon, the best way to see Hamilton, the, the easiest way to get tickets to the best price is to see it in Chicago. And, um, My wife you, and I went there and saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed yeah, it. So, if you book three, three months, three, four months out, uh, particularly if you go on a non Friday, Saturday, you can get great seats at a reasonable price. And I would highly recommend it, but
2: plus you get a good trip to Chicago along yes. which is which is also a good
1: deal. Absolutely, absolutely. But no, uh, Hamilton's definitely on on our uh, on our agenda to to have some time in in the future. We you know we did have Leslie Odom Jr. Yes, just just uh, last oh, week. I mean, the star of Hamilton, and got the Tony Award, and he was something. Um, just uh, just thrilled our our patrons, and definitely one of those um, performances that people will always treasure. So I guess one one parting thought would just be if you've never experienced the Lead Center, I'm guessing if you have listened to this podcast, that so you probably have some connection to Lead Center. Or you get bored with me talking about performing <laughs> arts. But um, but for some reason, you know, if if you haven't come to Lead Center, you know, I do encourage you to to give it a try because mm-hmm. you know there's just something about you know going to a performance with with the greatest artists in the world. You know, it's you know whether it's an orchestra, whether it's a ukulele player, whether it's a violin. When you have a master artist that is the very top of their craft, a virtuoso, the experience will change your life, and that's what we do at the Lead Center. We 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 present the very greatest artists in the world, and um, it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is. You know, it can it will change your perspective, um, and which is really wonderful to have those kind of things. Oh, yeah. Um, And I I would do a plug too that, you know, the best prices, the best seats is if you're a season ticket holder. And so, you know, if if you go just every now and then you might want to think about, um, you know, being a season ticket holder because you you will get to hear about things before others as well as, um, you know, a little little better uh, price and better seats and the friends of lead even make it better because um, yeah, it's a great group of people that have some fun events during the year. We have table inspirations coming up um, this spring, which is going to be fantastic. And we have over a 1,000 people um, that are members of the Friends of Lead and they come together, you know, they all donate to the Friends of Lead and then they are um, our largest single donation to the Lead Center that basically combine all those gifts to help us bring the greatest artists in the world. And
0: well, you are a consummate promoter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <see> it and- <laughs> he, he never stops. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. and, and- it, it is in my DNA, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that a ticket sales. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh,
0: and I'm I'm so glad that, that we snagged you from Boise, Idaho to Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank well, you thank much. you. My pleasure. Well, thanks for listening in as we talk to someone who helps make Lincoln special. If you live here, drop us a note and let us know what you think about Lincoln. If you've moved away, well, we'd love to welcome you back. And if you've only heard about or visited Lincoln, we just know you'd love it here. Join us again and catch someone from Lincoln talking about why they love Lincoln and why you should too.